Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. We have big feelings for Fridays. Is it because Fridays also mean free fries at McDonald's? Free McDonald's fries. It's okay if you need a minute. Free fries Friday. Get free medium fries with any $1 purchase. Valid one time on Fridays through 1231 24. McDonald's. Excludes tax. Must opt into rewards. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our you talking Hariam Remy. And before we get going, I want to tell you that a quality night's sleep helps you prevent burnout. It helps you make better decisions and improve your memory. I mean, it's right there in the title of this show, REM. We all needed rapid eye movement. Sleeping is where you get that. Well, to design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30-plus years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell, and together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress sold. They're a good company. Don't miss these summer savings. Get $160 off of a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash R-E-M. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash harriam from chronic to collapse town and into now respectively that is this is our you talking REM Remy, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things REM. This is good rock and roll. Uh, music. Welcome back to the show. And if you've been binge listening to them. Hi again. <laughs> Adam's been playing, been miming every single part. From drums to bass guitar to electric guitar, yeah. I think it just about yeah. ends right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just thinking, like, when those guys, we never came Who? up with, like, a, like the, the, the lovable lads from Liverpool type nickname. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know where they're from. Our, the, we're talking, of course, about the band, um, Horium. Horium. Uh, where are they from again? We, this seems like the kind of thing that we would have covered on yeah. this show by now. They're they or are they from Laguna. different places? Laguna, the lovable lads from Laguna. Lovable lads from Laguna. Um, I wonder when if when they were recording that song. Is it what's that song called on Dead Letter Office? That that one that we were just listening the, to. Our theme song. I would have to look it the up. The one we just claimed as our own and <laughs> yeah. present as our theme song. Well, I mean, they're not using it. Nope. They put it out on Dead Letter Office. It's just sitting there. But I wonder if when they were, because it sounds like the kind of song you're just recording when you're fucking around when waiting for young, Michael Stuck to When you're young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 
what if <laughs> they're like we have too much cum let's record <laughs> let's a song. record this song <laughs> but yeah what i mean they're do you recording think... that they're in their 20s mm-hmm. in 1985 <laughs> do you think they they thought hey someday this song is going to be the theme song to a podcast about us i think so yeah i mean come on um and why not you know like when you record a song it's just laying around let, let some other people have it. The moment you put it out there, it belongs to everyone. Exactly. That's what, that's what they say. Um, welcome to the show. This is a very special episode because uh, this is something that we're calling Collabs Into Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, uh, what we're going to be discussing is all of Ari Ariam's collaborations. Collabs. Collabs Into Now. We're going to be talking about, I don't even know what they are. This is the only episode that... I have given over total control of the music we're going to play to my co-host, my good friend over here, the guy who scratches his face occasionally, as he just did, rubs his fingers in his eyes, trying to get conjunctivitis. Um, You know him from Krampus. Uh, And... Seven and a match. Seven and a match. You know him from Seven and a Match. And of course, Torque. Please welcome Adam Scott. Have you ever have you ever had pink eye? I have. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty it's cool. Several, several times over my life, probably. Yeah. Good four times, maybe, since I was a little boy. Because you do you rub poop in your eyes all the time? Oh yeah. It's yeah. the best thing for it. It's like I see it's it com- a good way to get rid of pink eyes just to <laughs> rub, rub feces in your eyes. I see it coming out one end. I'm like, what if it was on the other end? Um, yeah, I got it at Coachella once. Ugh, because Jesus. it's just constant dirt in your eyes and dust like and it's everything. Dirt and, that gives you pink eye. Yeah, but I'm then I was rubbing it and I don't know. Uh, Sounds like a portable toilet. Something <laughs> splashed up in your eye. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> you, Coachella, Jesus. Coachella. You ever been to Coachella? A couple times, yeah. Well, who'd you see there? Saw uh, Radiohead once. Yeah, I was I there. I saw Prince. Yeah, I was not there. I saw Beastie Boys. I was there. That was I when, feel like I've been a few times then Beast- if I saw it, because those are all headliners. Those were all headliners that were on different days. Uh, Beastie Boys was the, the time where uh, I was with the lovely Cool Op, and... Um, the Blue Man Group started. Yeah. The lights went down. She said, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, she left. Could not find me when of she returned. She, of course not, because it's a giant thing. Could not find me. And instead of thinking, oh, I'll wait for the Blue Man Group to end, the lights will come up and I'll be able to find him, started just bawling and tears coming, thinking that she'd lost me forever and she was stuck in Coachella. Oh, man. Start, and, and the other part is, is we had mutual friends who had a uh, who had a booth who were selling some stuff. We could have just met there. Or yeah. The problem is we didn't make a plan of like, yeah, you oh, okay, if you, can't, plan. if you can't find me, I'll meet you at that thing. But she just like started crying. So the Blue Man Group live show was the soundtrack to her despair. Oh, so anytime, anytime that'll come on in the house, she'll be like, turn it off. So what? wait, sorry. Why would that come on in the house? <laughs> I have the record. And so for a period of time, for about a year later, occasionally it would come up on wait, a random a shuffle. Blue Man Group album? Yes, they made oh. an album. Yeah. Oh. Moby was on it and some other people. Oh. Um, no thanks. 
<laughs> just going to say no thanks to that. You've said no thanks to it your entire life. Why do you need to like to rub it in? Well, now, like, like poo in your eyes. Now that I know it's an group. option, I'm just going to say no thanks. What if the I was there. We listening. were at the same show. I remember watching Blue Man Group. Uh, and then cruising on over. Cruising for- on over to the Beastie Boys. But what happened to me was the lights go up. Everyone starts filing out. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll find Kulop now. I was not, I was nonplussed about it. I wasn't like searching everywhere for yeah. it because I was like, the lights will come up. So I start walking, walking back and there she is just with tears streaming down her face. And she goes, we're leaving now. Oh no. And I was like, but the Beastie Boys are, we're leaving now. So... Got gathered our things, went went back in the car, and then sat in that <laughs> parking lot for an hour and a half waiting to get out, as you used to in Coachella. I don't know if that's still the case. But if the Beastie Boys were performing, wasn't weren't most people watching the Beastie Boys? I know, but still people like Fuck. trying to get out. So that so all we could hear was the Beastie Boys like from far away going. Intergalactic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me cough. Well, just so you, what what you missed was what they do. The Beastie Boys playing and uh, a lot of people uh, cheering and enjoying themselves. But then after that, that sounds great. After that, that sounds like exactly what I wanted to see. <laughs> the trip out of the parking lot was probably even more fun was, than yeah. the trip you had. What's the longest you've ever sat there in a parking lot trying to get out? I'm of sure a it was Coachella. I mean, it had to be. I the worst for me, <coughs> excuse me again, was at the uh, what they call the Glen Helen or the Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, there was a K Rock '80s show, I believe, that Duran Duran played, uh-huh. and a bunch of people. And I went there with my good friend Dave Quackenbush, uh, lead singer of the Vandals. And we uh, the, then the Cure came on, and we and I've seen several Cure shows. Some ha- have been amazing, and some are really dodgy, where they're playing like long 10-minute versions of album tracks hey. that you're just like, it's just a, those slow Cure songs that are just uh-huh. a slog to get through. Uh, and I love them, but I've seen some bad shows, and yeah. so we were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, so we so go- you could see it was turning into one of those shows. Yeah, I think like the very first song they played was like Wish or, or something like really slow. And we said, let's get out of here before the traffic. We go out there, and we were trapped in the car for three and a half hours. Why? Trying Because they, I don't know what the parking lot was like there or something. They wouldn't allow, you know, there was only like one oh lane for God. everyone. Three and a half hours. So we could hear the entire two-hour cure set Jesus. from very far away. Was it, were they stacked and people... It wasn't stacked. No, it was just like purely trying to get out of the parking lot. They only had like one lane of cars at the Blockbuster up in Glen Helen. Uh, I saw R.E.M. there. R.E.M. Back to R.E.M. You know... But we did hear, I was like, man, we should have just watched The Cure. The people who stayed for The Cure, I read online recently, had a five-hour wait to get out. So What? Yeah. Just the worst... You think they would have come up with ways, and it had been around for a while. There must have been some. I don't think so. I think they just were like, for safety's sake, we're only letting people out of this one one lane and exit. You could have watched The Godfather. <laughs> I could have in your car. Part two. Yeah, one of the best films. At, wait a minute. Uh, Is this I Love Films? Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about 
places to watch The Godfather. First of all, The Godfather. Here's this might be a little controversial. Mm. The Godfather Part Two. Mm. That's okay. not controversial. That's a great film. Yeah, but this is the controversial thing. So just let me fucking finish. Sorry, the wait, Godfather. Wait. Sorry. You don't need to fucking bite my head off. Is this an episode of You Don't Need to Fucking Bite My Head Off? I guess so. Hey everyone, welcome to You Don't Need to Fucking Bite My Head Off. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And you don't need to fucking bite my head off, dude! Hey, 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 Scott. What? You don't need to fucking bite my head off. I'm sorry. Hmm. You don't need to bring my head off. You don't need to bring my fucking head off. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Another one bites the dust. Sorry. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, Wait, you should be apologizing to me. Because I said you don't need to fucking bite my head off. Yeah, but then we came back from uh, listening to that other show, and you yeah. said, I'm sorry. So I said, no problem. I'm not the one who should be sorry, though. You're the one who According should be sorry to, to me. Who? According to who? Well, I mean, look, who cares about who started it? We both have a fucking problem with each other. So yeah. I said sorry, so now you say sorry. Yeah, we had a little bit of beef there. <laughs> a, little, huh? a little bit. Where's the beef? <laughs> a little bit of beef, the Adam Scott's penis story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, what about Godfather? Great movie. Godfather yeah, Part 2. I think I agree. Is it's not, that's sequel. not controversial. The sequel. And I, I think it might be even better than the original. And I, I no. know, I'm, I know, I know, no. I know. But watch it again with that in mind. Watch it again. By that logic, Godfather Part Three is better than Godfather Part Two. Well, yeah, it is. It's really good. It's great. <laughs> we love films. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Good up. It got a yeah. little, got a little uh, tense. A little contentious. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think those guys like each other. They've been doing Not the show for really. so long together. I think. Th- I think there's like some. They've been doing it too long. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of beef. They need to take a break. Read some Pauline. Take Kale. a break. Take a. We're on a break. We're on a. Who was that? Is that my David Schwimmer? <laughs> We're on a break. We're on a break. Hey, everyone, we're on a break. That makes you cough. Excuse me, we're on a break. Hey, give me that Give me that dongle, if you will, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. No problem. <laughs> Toss it over to me. Why? Toss it. Why? Toss it at my feet. I'm not falling for this shit. At your feet? Yeah, toss it to me. Just like, just I'm like. I'm afraid to toss this because I don't want it to break. G- no, yes. Give me the dongle. Toss it. Holy shit. Toss it. Here, I'm pointing here, your gun take at it. Him. Take it. Take it. Okay. Oh my god. I know what you're trying to fucking pull, Scott. You brought a gun. <laughs> I brought a gun to this recording. Jesus. <laughs> There's something that we have to we have to uh, we have to cover, if that's okay. Yeah. This is from. This is following up a. Uh, a dangling thread from a previous episode of You Talking You Two to Me. Is oh, okay. It, maybe we should do, maybe this is, this is probably You Talking You Two to yeah, Me. Yeah, it's an episode of that. All right. From boy to breaking wave. Every last one of them, that is. This is You Talking You Two to Me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic Compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll on music. 
We are back. My man Adam over here. Hey, everybody. This is Scott. And uh, remember when we went to go see the band here, too? Yeah, at uh, MSG. A little MSG action. And this is a previous episode. Remember our, our good friend Bonobos? We were at a party, and he came up to us and said, Did you hear it? Yeah. And we were like, What? What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Back off. Yeah. Back off. Leave us be. <laughs> Let us live our lives, Bonobos. We're just trying to enjoy this a party. party. We're trying to party, we, Bonobos. We are trying to party. You're harshing our vibe, Bonobos. You are harshing our mellow so fucking, fucking bad. bad right now. And he was like, no, no, no. I gave you a shout out from the stage. Yeah. And we were like, no, you didn't. You're a liar. Um, but turns out, and we asked uh, sharp-eared listeners to go try to find video or audio of this, and uh, they found it. Are you serious? I sent this to you, and you, I guess you never listened to it. You just you sent me the entire concert. Yeah, but it was queued up to the point. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't press it. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to see the concert again this soon after seeing it. Well, here it goes. I think I've queued it up to around when it happens. <clears throat> um, and uh, it was a little hard to hear in some of the videos, but this is pristine high-res audio of the entire concert. And we have found uh, when we believe it actually happens. Here we go. <laughs> hear it yeah <laughs> what does he say adam, adam and, and scott wait let's hear that again all right ready whoa <laughs> during the anthemic love is bigger than anything in its way, Adam and Scott! Whoa. Wow, he really did. He really did. What a guy, huh? And it's on video, too, so you could see him doing it? No, this is just the audio. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I think someone might have captured a, uh, like a faraway video of it, but yeah. That's it. What That's do you think? amazing. Pretty amazing. He's not full of shit. <laughs> this, is this an episode of Bonobos Isn't Full of Shit? Yeah. You ain't full shit! Hey. Hey everyone, welcome to Bonobos Isn't Full of Shit. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just talking about people who are full of shit. And I can tell you one guy who is not full of shit. Yeah, me too. Bonobos.com. That's who I was going to say. I thought for sure this dude was full of fucking shit. Well, I was thinking about people who are full of shit. Can we name a few? Yeah. Who you got? Abraham Lincoln. Oh my God, that dude. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get it. You want to go see a play. Yeah, go ahead. Go Dude, ahead. Who's stopping you? <laughs> well, one guy. <laughs> yeah, one Another guy, guy who was full of shit. Well, no, he wasn't able to stop him from seeing the play. Just he was stopped him from seeing some of did the we play. Ever, did we ever hear how much of the play he actually got to see? Yeah. Like, did you see the whole thing? No. It was the monologue. I played uh, John Wilkes Booth in Drunk History, so I know a lot <laughs> so about you, it. Okay. <laughs> so when did, he, when, did, when did he jump on stage and do it? Or did he do it from the back of the dome? I can't recall. 
he was in you're the play. The, you're the, the expert in this. And then field. he came up behind him in the uh, in the balcony and blew his brains out. Like during intermission, or no, it was during the play. And after he shot him, he jumped off the balcony, down on the stage, broke his, broke his ankle. Ankle said six semper tyrannis. Yeah, right? said a, said something racist, and then hobbled off stage. And the chase was on. <laughs> the chase was on. And was that's where it gets that really good. It lasted like a while. Yeah, how long did the chase last? 14 years. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was just hobbling along on a broken ankle. In a one-mile radius area around the theater <laughs> for 14 years. <laughs> that's a little bit of history. Yeah. But that dude, not full of shit. No, but Abraham Lincoln. Full Abraham of shit. Lincoln, full yeah. of shit. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Who else? Mother Teresa. Oh my God, full of BS. Yeah, just ugh. F and BS out of her. Just come on, come on, like dial it down yeah. a little Gandhi. bit. Gandhi. Oh my God. Shut up. Shut up, Gandhi. <laughs> Shut up. Be quiet. Be quiet, Gandhi. Be quiet, Gandhi. But Is this something that? Uh, Michael Cernovich is is gonna take and and claim that we're like racists, uh, well, pedophiles. Tell, look, tell, telling Gandhi to be quiet is not racist. He's like, nor you're pedophile. a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess he could do it for anyone. Look, but you know who's not full of shit? Who? Bonobos. Bonobos. The dude backs up what he fronts. Man, you know what I mean? That guy. That guy. He's he not a liar. It. He's not a liar. He's not a filthy liar. Nope. Nope. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You ain't for shit. Hey. Shit. And uh, so that that concludes our YouTube business. Other th- oh no, there's one little bit of YouTube business that I that I did want to mention. Someone sent this to me on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Sent Twitter t- on Twitter. Yes. YouTube tour on Twitter. Uh, gave a link to uh, a link to our show. Said quite a lot of pop talk in this exciting podcast with Bono, Edge, and Adam. Link in our news. And uh, this person sent me the screenshot of that with the tweet replying to it right below, saying those two hosts make this podcast practic- practically unlistenable. <laughs> who said? Who said that? Uh, that's someone called Entertain Diaz. Oh. Thanks. Is that someone named Diaz who's like, entertain me. Entertain Diaz. What if it's Cameron Diaz and she's (laughs) super into you two and can't stand us? But that was sent to me by bad underscore replicant who just says C plus. Um, so thanks to them. And that that concludes our business from a few weeks back of uh, of you two. Yeah. So until next time, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Good app. Yeah. Good shit. Some good fucking shit. Solid. Do you let your kids curse, by the way? Um, More and more, it's not as big more a deal. More and more? Like every sentence? <laughs> yeah. No, it's because now our, our son's 11, so if he's... It's not that big of a deal. Do they start with damn and then work... Like, I remember when I learned the word damn, and we yeah. would go like... We would say like, damn, that's good, or... Give me the damn ball yeah. and stuff like that. You know, damn that was when I was like nine or something. Crap. Oh, he loves crap because he can say it and we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they were really little, we used to have like once a day they could just let out all the bad words. Oh, that's fun. And would you tape it? Uh, we may have at one point, but 
they thought like all bathroom, it was like poo-poo and pee-pee at that point. <laughs> right, right. So all bathroom stuff was bad words. And so they thought that plunger was a really bad word. <laughs> so them saying plunger. Plunger! <laughs> yeah. Plunger! And so we just never told them it wasn't. What if it like escalated dramatically from one week to the next week or something where it was like, it started as like pee-pee, poo-poo, plunger! And then it was like <laughs> C-word. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you hear that? What? <laughs> Daddy said it. Um, that's fun. I think yeah. I think cursing uh, kids should be able to curse. I was allowed to curse as much as I wanted. You were at, when you were young at, at my mom's house as much as I wanted. At your from, mom is from very young age, and and encouraged or just like hey, do whatever you want. Who cares? Uh, more like do whatever you want. Who cares? And. It's hilarious when you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that has informed your personality. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> your mom must be so proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but not at your dad's house. Um, I don't think he cared. Gave a shit? No, I, I don't. I, 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 I don't know. I just never really did as much. It was more of a, right. a funny thing at my, I don't know. It was like, right, maybe he didn't laugh as much. So so you learned at a young age, though, that people would laugh when you cursed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He thought other stuff was, was funny. What else would you do that was funny? Me? Yeah. Wh- why? Who are we talking about? <laughs> what else would I do? Not he really. thought other stuff was funny. What, what am I talking about? Like sitcoms? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't. You don't want to talk about this. A lot Not of painful really. memories. No. <laughs> <laughs> what else is this show other than talking about painful memories? Yeah. And what were you listening to when, <laughs> when I said "fuck" in front of my mom and her friends? Yeah. <laughs> and her friends. Whoa. Uh, we're talking about the band Harem here. Yeah. And uh, special special episode collabs into now. Um, yeah, and this is the first time that that uh, you've been in charge of of collecting. Now, the, why the music. was that? Well, because I I I don't have the uh, uh, extensive collection that you have of yeah. all of these collabos. Yeah, right. You you had. I, I mean, I sent you about eight songs. Or yeah, something. you sent me some ones that are great that I that hadn't you, even you slept on. Oh, cool. So we're so we're going to be going through all of that uh, this episode. We're going to be. Uh, I know that we we originally said, hey, we're going to talk about all the collabos, and we had started kind of early on with that one band uh, that we played a couple couple other songs from, I can't remember, and then we just sort of let the collabos... Golden Palominos? Golden Palominos, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then we sort of, it's, it just got to be too much, and these episodes started getting too long. <laughs> yeah, so we thought, let's just Let's do devote it. an entire episode to these. Uh, and you have compiled them you've collected them they're all sitting there on that uh it's somewhat comprehensive a lot of it is michael stipe if i was to collect all everything that peter buck has guested on oh you we there would we, just, we'd be sitting here for like you know 25 minutes <laughs> um, <laughs> it'd be excruciating but i have a few um yeah so anyway when we get to that we'll talk about it <laughs> I'm, we're not talking about it now, right? We're not. I don't know. Are we? Is it? Is it time? I don't know. Do you want? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. What do you? Want, what are do you we got? doing this? Do you have any questions for me? I have me? one more. I have to find actually. Oh, okay. So you want me I to just, stall? Um, let's do it in a in a the next. Thing. Yeah, let's still let's uh, let's you you gotta we gotta take a break uh, before we do that, and you gotta find your shit. Um, you want to take a break right now, Adam? Adam? Yeah. 
You want to take a break? Yeah. This is almost like you're a little kid right now. Say curse for me. Poo poo. <laughs> Wait, is that all you were saying around your mom? Because that's not that bad. <laughs> do you remember the first time you said the F word? No. Do you? The first time. I, I guess I don't remember. But it, it must have been. I do remember uh, even saying the word fart was bad in my house. Okay, so tell me what. The cursing situation was in the Ackerman household. Was it not allowed to? I've only I remember I've only really cursed around my parents a couple of times. Once my mom and I were in a big big fight when I was probably seventeen or something, and I was like crying. I was just like, "Well, nail me to the fucking cross, mom." Uh huh. And that was bad. Um, But I didn't get punished for that because we were just in the middle of a big fight. Um. And then I remember I heard my dad when I was like 22 say shit. And I was like, whoa, you're, now he's comfortable whoa. saying when shit around 22. me? Yeah. We were like at lunch. He's like, ah, oh, that was just bullshit. And I was like, what? That's never happened before. Wow. But other than that, just not really allowed. And I remember uh, I remember my I, when my sister was, was a baby, we, my mom doing this thing where she was like, substituting the first word of any bot she would point at body parts on my sister and what? substituting she would be like foot like okay okay this is a bad example because it actually starts with f but like say say it's hand right yeah and she would substitute the first letter in it for anything and so she was like this is your fan this is your felly this is your okay yeah. right and then when she got to her the part in her hair she said this is your fart <laughs> and it made us laugh so hard yeah uh and she realized she shouldn't have said that and it was, it was kind of a big deal it was a big deal but we laughed and laughed and laughed nowadays like who cares yeah but that i that is something that would make kids laugh for like a solid five minutes but i i don't even think my sister was was even like able to talk of that it just Uh like made me and my mom laugh really really hard i remember i cursed in a show that i was in it when i was 19 and my mom wanted to see it and i was embarrassed and i was like oh no there's there's like cursing in the show and she was like i don't care and i that was when i realized that that my mom cared less about it than my dad did Uh uh-huh and it was more of a big deal for my dad which is weird because then he said shit so it would it would be a, a thing for your dad to go see a play that had cursing in it. Like that would yeah. be an issue for him. I think so. I mean, he when I first got on Mr. Show, they they did not like it and because there was so much cursing and also there was religious stuff and so they they tried to watch it for a while and then they were just like I'm so, I'm not watching the show anymore. So not only is it like a p- personal beliefs but they have a problem with it occurring. Like the the fact they know it exists and that cursing, cursing is everywhere. I think they know it exists. No, no, I know, but they they just have a problem with it happening in like around them. Well, I think that they they didn't like me being involved yeah. in it. You know what I mean? So I think at the I mean on Comedy Bang Bang we were I think we were allowed three per episode uh-huh. of not not the F word but stuff like shit or. Uh, asshole or whatever. Uh-huh. And then after three, we would have to bleep. So every once in a while, there'd be an episode where there would be five. Uh-huh. And we would have to make a tough choice of like, which are funny bleeped and which are yeah, funnier yeah, yeah. not bleeped, you know? Sometimes it's funnier bleeped. Yes. Yeah. So for the early ones, we would bleep them all the time. And we just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Having like bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah, yeah. 
but then later in the run, we were like, there's some jokes where it's just funnier with me saying, you know. Yeah. Shithead. Yeah. So, and I don't think they gave a shit about that at all. But but on Mr. Show, it was so coarse and so yeah. hardcore that I think they were just like, uh, this is not for me. So what do they watch? Like, what's their favorite show or movie? Like, the, what do they like to do for I think entertainment? These, well, that's the thing is, is, like, I think that it's gotten to the point where <laughs> I remember this. My mom liked The Sopranos, and I couldn't. I, f- I found that out and couldn't believe that she liked The Sopranos. But like I say, I think my mom cares less about it. Yeah. But my <laughs> sister, because mom had been watching The Sopranos, had had for her birthday gotten my mom the soundtrack of The Sopranos, the second soundtrack, the Peppers and Eggs one, which uh-huh. had two CDs, uh-huh. and we put it on during dinner. And um, is there like dialogue from the show? <laughs> the hidden track. That after a moment of silence after the last track is just dialogue from the show. And it was on during dinner. It's just like James Gandolfini going, hey, fuck you and all this stuff. And we were like, we, we should probably turn that off. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I remember I was watching like Steve Martin's second special at home once when uh-huh. when I, I would I would get home maybe an hour before my mom after I would get home from school and have an hour and I was watching Steve Martin's special and he said the F word in it and I was like really nervous uh-huh. because I knew it was coming up or something and 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 then I remember I was listening to the Dead Milkmen once in that hour before my mom got home and I would blast the music, right? And there's this Dead Milkman song, Life is Shit. And where they just like are like life is shit, life is shit. It was real sing songy. Yeah. I was just blasting it, and my mom got home and was so pissed off. She's like, "What do the neighbors think?" Yeah, I was like, "They don't give a shit." God, I remember finding songs that had curse words in them. Was like that that song on the Repo Man soundtrack? Oh, which one? Uh, Pablo Picasso. Oh, never oh, called yeah. an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the playing that for someone and watching them. Just sitting there and watching them for the when, when the word asshole happens. Isn't it crazy? I was thinking about this the other day because I was l- listening to Prince. I'm on a big uh, uh, Prince kick now uh-huh. where I have uh, arranged all of his songs in alphabetical order. Um, and I'm listening to them in alphabetical order uh, right the now. The whole catalog? The whole catalog, yeah. Because Jesus. Even the shitty stuff? Well, that's the thing is like it makes you – reevaluate the shitty stuff because you're no longer listening to an entire a full album. 60 yeah. minutes of something that isn't quite working. You're listening to it in pieces around other stuff yeah. and it sort of recontextualizes everything where I've I've made some like discoveries of some stuff of albums that I haven't really paid attention to where I'm like, wow, this song is actually really great. Huh. Um, so in any case, but I was I was listening to Erotic City and just thinking about how they they used to play that down here in LA on Kiss FM even the week where it's basically he's saying we can fuck until the dawn. Yeah. Um, and, and I, the first time I heard it on kiss FM, I was like, what the hell? How are they able to play this on the radio? Yeah. He's saying, they're both saying we can fuck until the dawn. Is it just because they didn't understand what they were saying? No, it's because technically the lyrics are, we can funk until the dawn. Oh. But it sound they're obviously yeah, they're saying, saying we can fuck. fuck. And so they were and so they played it for for like a month and it was a big hit. And they must have gotten so many complaints. I mean, come on. I if I was a parent too, I was just listening to pop yeah. radio with my kids or whatever in the yeah. car and suddenly we can fuck until the yeah. dawn. It was like they must have gotten so many complaints that they did a special but it was such a big hit 
they had to play it. Yeah. So they did a special remix of it, I remember, where it was like, do-do-do-do-do. And then they would cut out the the part of we can fu- we they would cut out that part of the lyrics entirely. It would just be like making love till cherry's gone, making love till cherry's gone, making love till de- huh. like which is not even as good. Or no. I mean, it's not even like helping the situation. No. Making love till cherry's gone, like Doesn't- basically basically saying like I'm gonna. F- Take your virginity. Take your virginity, like until your virginity is gone, which I think it happens the, just at the basic insertion. Part. Yeah, and it's there's just some connotations in there that aren't great. They're not even connotations. It's basically just yeah saying. So anyway, but so and then after that, I think they just stopped playing it on. The, but it, but that what we were talking about uh, with the in and out urge stickers, like what a strange environment. Yeah, that, that was that song was playing on the radio. Octopussy was a movie in the multiplexes, <laughs> and the and in and out driving urge around stickers with were bumper everywhere. stickers. What a world we were in! And then <laughs> what a you, time to be alive. If you go watch the Bad News Bears, yeah, it's a PG movie, and those kids are saying like like saying racial words. The N word is in the trailer. <laughs> it's insane. That's on iTunes. That's on, I don't know if that trailer is still on iTunes. But I remember showing the trailer to my kids, being like, <laughs> "Whoa!" Just to show them them saying that word. No, to be like, "You want to watch this movie? Here's the trailer." <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. It's uh, what what a strange time it was back then. Yeah. But uh, and then suddenly, okay, so Erotic City was probably like '85 because it was around Purple Rain, which was '84. So probably like six months after that was a B side. It was around 1985. Wait, Erotic City's. A- on Purple Rain? It was a B-side from uh, one of the Purple Rain singles. Oh. Um, but it became so popular that it it became like a single in its own right. But um, cut to, so that's 85, cut to like 91 through 90, through 2000. And the, the world's most popular songs have people saying motherfucker in them constantly yeah. and yeah. saying the N-word constantly. Yeah. It's like such a strange, yeah. such a shift. So listening to all of Prince's stuff, he goes from being kind of naughty and the the naughtiest he gets is in Darling Nikki saying uh, masturbating with, with a, a magazine, magazine yeah. to like just constant songs where he's like, you know, you sexy motherfucker, yeah. you know, motherfuckers stand up. You know, it's like such a, such a radical shift in such a short period yeah. of time. Yeah. I never like Prince is like I, all the big records I have and know well, mm-hmm. but as far as Deep diving, I've never done it. Well, we should do a show about that. What do you say? Like <laughs> the, a show that would never end because Sign of out. the Times is supposed to be like his best record, right? I think Purple Rain is you is insurmountable. Well, I mean, and Purple Rain's like all hits, like the entire yeah, every record. single song is amazing. Um, but it's only like nine songs or something, and not that that's not an achievement. I'm just saying, yeah. like it's kind of a short. It's like it's a, not a, a record from 1984. It's like yeah, it's a 40 minute record. 39. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Sign of the Times is great. It's a double record. Yeah. But, but it's about I think that's about 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's a great. That's probably number two for me. Yeah. Um, if you'd love, I don't know Sign of the Times at all. It's great. That's a lot of people say. Dirty Mind is maybe number yeah. two. I think 1999 is so great, and yeah. Sign of the Times is so great. Dirty Mind would be underneath that. I remember, I got Sign of the Times back in like. 89 or something because listening to uh, REM talk about how great it is and why they say sign of the times in exhuming McCarthy. Oh, they do. Yeah. So I got the record and just never 
could never figure out where to, my into it. Like, are I you never, are you not really into like R and B or soul stuff or funk type of stuff? It's not that. Like the, the Purple Rain, top to bottom, is a great record, and I love it because it's so catchy. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable. Sign of the Times is like really catchy though. Good. It's got well, some I, great. I just never really dove in, and so I probably you gotta should. bro. Bro, let's do our let's do our Prince uh, <laughs> our Prince series next. Oh my God! Can you imagine? No, it would be thirty five episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it would never end. Um, it, uh, yeah, I've always like. Do you did you ever like rap music or anything like that? Yeah, uh, you know, not as much as kind of. I think the generation following us mm-hmm. really like. Because when did – I mean, when rap really penetrated, like, white suburbia. That was 85 yeah. with Run DMC yeah. with Aerosmith. I remember I was in a Christian play called High Tops. I may have talked about this. And uh, the the older kid – I was 15, and the older kids would pick me up from my house to drive me there. Yeah. And they loved two records. They loved Run DMC, Raisin' Hell. Yeah. And they knew every word, and they would rap along with it, which made me fall in love with this record because these kids were, like, cool and two years older than me. Yeah. And they would they would do every single rap. And they loved uh, David Lee Roth's Crazy from the Heat. Yeah. Um, or no, 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 wait. Yeah, was it Crazy from the Heat or was it uh, Eat Em and Smile? I can't remember. But those two records, like, every single car trip we ever took. and so Crazy from the Heat was the huge one. That, but that was an EP, I feel like. Oh, yeah, you're so right. So I think I'm With thinking like of California Girl. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Eat Em and Smile. Yeah. Uh, so both of those records, I just was like, this is cool. And yeah. and listening to Run DMC, Raisin Hell, uh, followed by Beastie Boys, License to Ill, yeah. those two records made me like – prime falling yeah. in love with rap music, yeah. you know, like from that, it, I was never in that group of people who were like, oh yeah, put a C at the beginning of rap, you know, cause it's, it's not even music. Oh, me neither. I mean, I got so into License to Ill mm-hmm. and all the Beastie Boys records and um, I just, you know, it was just like intermittent. I would go in and out of hip hop. Right. I think, I mean, I got really into the West Coast, Dr. Dre, uh-huh. Snoop stuff. Um, See, and- when that was all exploding, mm-hmm. I was deep into like R.E.M. and 10,000 Maniacs and was not – I liked it on the radio and stuff, but I wasn't like diving in. Right, yeah. I would I – would, I remember I got the Death Row Greatest Hits. Oh, yeah. That's- CD and put it on and was just laughing throughout the entire thing at all the all the lyrics. Yeah. Um, well, that duct, the chronic is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. And the first, the dog, uh, not the dog father, but the uh, doggy His style. First, yeah. Doggy style, yeah. Is, is I mean, it, it was funny at the time, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it holds up. Uh, progressed here and there since then, I would say. Possibly. Hey, you but know maybe what? not. I don't know. It's weird to me that, and, and people probably think this about the songs we play on this record, but I feel like hip hop music sounds dated much more quickly than rock music. It depends what it is though. Don't you think? Well, like some, sometimes young MC sounds dated. Yes. But even, even some hip hop songs from three years ago yeah. 
I'll go, oh, wow, that that's a real kind of dated production style. Like yeah. like three years ago, there every hip-hop song sort of had the um, the thing that's in, like, Iggy Azalea's Fancy, where people are going, ho, hey, yeah. hey, 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 in the back a lot. Yeah. Every song had that for, like, a good year, and then yeah. no songs have it. Right now, it's kind of the Migos kind of thing where people are, like, doing ad-libs over everything, going, boom. Yeah. Hip-hop. Yeah. Hey, you know, after every single line, bing bing. Yeah, it's, bing bing. There are definitely production definitely. styles now where it goes through like now. S- six months of one thing. Six months. Yeah. I'm trying to do it to you. Yeah, I'm doing some I, good ad libs for I you. Love it. <laughs> but that'll that'll probably in a year from now will be like oh that old sound. Yeah, but then there are people who are doing their own thing that are that aren't sure. Really. But it, it just seems to me like. You can listen to, and I know you listen to like 80 songs and the production is really echoey and tinny. Yeah. And you'll go, that sounds dated. But it seems like rock, like if you listen to Automatic for the People, that sounds as kind of classic or, or, or like you could put that out now and people will go, that doesn't sound like an old record. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I find Green fascinating production wise because it doesn't sound like a necessarily an album from 1988 whereas document has a bit more document it has that one song that sounds just like who's that producer who produces bad brains and the chili peppers it sounds exactly not Rick Rubin you mean no, chili no. peppers before yeah but like Rick the Rubin. early chili peppers yeah uh, and Bad Brains yeah. records where there's a lot of echo on the yes. drums. Yeah. There's which song is it on document that Lightning sounds a lot Hopkins. like? Yeah, I think it's 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 one of those songs where it, like it's like oh wow they really liked that yeah. production style and we're doing it in that. Yeah, Green sounds much more kind of contained and like yeah. they had some. What do they do when they record drums? They put pillows and rugs. All around. <laughs> when you're like do, recording drums in a home studio. No, you're you... thinking of when you're decorating your house. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we need to take a break. Have you found your thing finally? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So we wasted enough time. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to go straight into Collabs Into Now. This is Are You Talking REM Remi. <laughs> Hey, want to tell you about Podswag. Podswag is your one-stop shop. I hate stopping at more than one place, so this is perfect for me. One-stop shop for all the podcast merch you would ever want, like penis. Wait, that doesn't say penis. That says pins. Put an extra E in there. Hmm, interesting. Pins, decals, posters, shirts galore for you to add to your collection. They just released a new shirt that fans of REM or fans of Freedom and fans of John Mellencamp. Is there, is there uh, uh, anyone a fan of all three of those? I am. Fans of all of those are sure to love. Uh, wear it the next time you're outside a, of a Tasty Freeze when you're hanging with friends. Wear it to work. Uh, who am I to tell you how to live? The new Suckin' on Chili Dog tee comes in unisex sizes Extra small to double XL and is available now for just $25. Sucking on chili dog. So if you want to tell the world, yeah, I listen to podcasts. Go to podswag.com to snag this new shirt and other merch to fill your closet. That's podswag.com. Penis. Welcome back. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Adam wants the dongle. Toss the dongle. <laughs> Toss the dongle on the left-hand side. Oh, God, I hit your your glasses or something. What'd I hit? My face. <laughs> your beautiful moneymaker. Um, <laughs> Is that how you make your money? Face? Yeah. Yeah, I... I make money with my face isn't it weird that so much of acting isn't it weird is 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 like neck up checkup oh yeah you know what i mean like if if you when they do a close-up it's always the face you never just see feet of people no i'm always trying to get them to do a close-up of my thumb you know just do it over here monologue Um, welcome back to the show. This is Are You Talking R.E.M. to Me? And we're doing a special ep today of uh, collabs into now, all of R.E.M.'s collabs. Um, nope. Uh. <laughs> all of R.E.M.'s collab. Whoa. Squeeze me. Squeezy. Um, Adam, what do we have today? Well, I put them in all right professor we don't we don't need to know your entire thought process so we've already played these but here's uh boy go featuring michael stipe from the golden palomino's record and this is a record like in what year 85 ish finkel i believe this is 85 yes we played this at one point we probably did this is a pretty dodgy uh beat here oh this sounds like the theme song to like a White Shadow or Magnum PI. It does. It sounds like interstitial music and in, you know, like a an early James Spader movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're talking early James Spader. Pre-Ultron. It is crazy how kind of dated this sounds. Well, we were just talking about about yeah. dated production style. The 80s has the most Crazy, the music that R.E.M. was making in this period. Sounds fine. Yeah. yeah. They weren't doing any of this. So this is Boy Go. The more... Go yeah, to the chorus here. Oh, sure. I, does Michael Sipe sing on this? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that might be him singing right there. That's him singing? Yeah. It is? Uh-huh. Let me hear a little more. Oh, I guess, I yeah, the way you said yard. What do you think? I like the melody. Let me see if I can pick it out. So was this the first time that anyone in Harriam had worked with another band on record? I don't think so, but I'm not completely sure. Mm. I had never really heard this until you played it for me. Cool. So it was, I guess that was the chorus that was just... Maybe? We just Okay, so this is another Golden Palominos song. This is called Clustering Train from that same album. That Michael Stipe also guests on. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's a very REM melody right yeah. there. 
real booming yeah. drums. This sounds a little like an Aerosmith type of thing. Yeah, dude looks like a lady. Yeah, yeah. Did the Golden Palominos not have like a lead singer? They, I don't really know anything about them. Me neither. Well, thanks for doing some research <laughs> with these I th- songs I thought, that you're bringing I, us. I really thought you knew about them because you, you played these. I did when we recorded that. I probably read about it uh, in one of those books, oh, I but thought, I've, I've not retained any of that knowledge. Whatever reason, I thought these were songs you totally knew back then. Oh, no, I bought it I bought it for the episode that we did. Wasn't Boy one of Dave Holmes' favorite songs? He- oh, yeah, I think he mentioned that. Is that this one? I think it's the song the we played previous. before. Yeah. Dave Holmes, you crazy for this one? Um, so this next one is a campfire song on Ten Thousand Maniacs' second record, their huge record in my tribe. This was a big deal. Was this eighty-seven-ish or so? Eighty-six, I believe. Mm. Um, and this was a big deal. This is a huge album, and then this kind of duet in this song was big deal. And here it is. Pretty low. Do you remember this? Yeah. Did you get into them? I did. I was so into them for a while. I remember buying her solo record, my friend making fun of me for it. I was like... (laughs) What's wrong? He's just like, her voice is just like... Remember Rolling Stone gave her first solo record like one and a half stars? Oof. And I wrote a letter. I was so pissed. (laughs) Do you still have it? The letter? Yeah. What what did you say? How many letters have you written to Rolling Stone? Because this is the second time you've... Two or three. (laughs) 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 And what was it? Just like, you, sir... I remember one I one draft being starting with drafts. Oh, yeah, I made a couple drafts. One started with, "Oh, it must be so nice to be like high up on a mountain looking down on everyone." You know, something like that. <laughs> and then I ditched that. I don't remember. I probably never even sent anything. I was just really pissed off because you loved it. Her first solo record, the one with Tiger Lily? Is yeah, that, yeah. The, yeah. No, the, no, it was called, uh, was it Tiger Lily? Is that what it, it was called? I can't remember, but I think, I think it, it was. was. It was like Orange. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that had some hits on it. Didn't that have Carnival or whatever? Yeah, it had some some pretty big hits on it. Uh-huh. And then uh, what was that other? Wonder, wasn't there? Is Stipey singing here? He. Uh, it comes up here in a minute. Okay. Here it comes. That's it. Pretty good. Yeah. Remember when everyone thought they were dating because they sang together a lot? Yeah. And they toured together. I think 10,000 Maniacs opened for them on the pageantry tour. Mm. Um, Maybe they did. We don't know. Yeah. 
And then they did uh, the inauguration. They sang To Sir With Love. Right. Together. Yeah, for uh, good old Tricky Bill. Slick Willie. Sh- Slick Willie. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Ah, that's dead on. <laughs> I love it. I love impressions. <laughs> of any strength. Ah, love it. Okay, let me try another one. Who's this? Who? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Al Pacino. That's ah, it. Ah, it's great. Yep. Love it. How about this one? Uh, uh, you can't handle the truth. Say I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not have sexual relations with that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, the guy, uh, the Joker, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, five easy pieces. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, Jared uh, Leto. Jared Leto. Yes, this is the Indigo Girls uh, called Kid Fears. Michael Stipe. Uh, guests on this one as well their first record in 1987 rem really championed the indigo girls and helped them sort of get their start you don't say were you into this album when it came out i was not man i've never i don't believe i've ever listened to an indigo girl song really this first album is incredible Similar to Campfire Song, he comes in a mm. later. Do you want me to scrub? Yeah, man. Let's scrub it up. Usually I don't want no scrubs, but in this Here case, I'll make an exception. Are you on fire? Hey, if I was on fire, I wouldn't want you singing about it. I'd want you to call 911. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it's I'm it's not great, on fire. It's a great uh, record. I just I turned the oven on a little too high. Yeah, it triggered the smoke alarm. I don't know how many times I have to tell you I am not on fire. Uh, and I think around here, like late eighties, early nineties, getting Michael Stipe to guest on your record is a big boost. It's a coup. Uh, this next song on that same album, the first Indigo. Go- Indigo Girls record is the rest of R.E.M. backing them up on one song. Michael Stipe is not on this one. It's the other three guys. It's called Tried to Be True. Bill Berry, Mike Mills, and Peter Buck. 
Yeah. Backing up the Indigo Girls. Yeah, you can tell. That's uh, I like it. It's cool, right? I don't know why I've never listened to the Indigo Girls. You should listen to that first album. The first one, yeah. The first song, Closer to Fine, is classic. I have friends that um, it's, you know, their favorite band of all time, and I still uh, have no real knowledge of them. Too busy listening to every single Prince song ever released. <laughs> In alphabetical order. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed. Um, this is another Indigo Girls collaboration for a, I believe, a PETA uh, benefit record around like 1990. The the date on the iTunes version here is wrong. Is, yeah, is it's wrong. whenever they put it on iTunes probably. Yeah. Sometimes they get that wrong. Um, this is called I'll Give You My Skin. Creepy. I remember I could I could never find this back in the 90s when I really wanted to get a copy you, of this. And you now you got it and you don't give a shit. Chairs, kind of. High chairs are for children. You can sit in your high chairs and laugh. I'll give you my best face. I'll give you my freedom. I'll give you my feet and my hands. Keeping my eyes open, open, open to the field. Hold your dances there. Take the crop, share the yield. You can join us together. Dooby dooby dooby, dooby dooby dooby, swow. Not my fave. Everyone's got to put out a song like this once. Sure. You know what I mean? I guess so. Does that mean we have to? <laughs> I guess we do. <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's... I'll play the, uh, the trumpet because I played in elementary school. Did so. you really? And junior high school. Do you think you could pick it up? No, I'm ter- I was terrible always. Yeah, but you could probably make it make sounds, right? Yeah, I could make it make sounds, sure. Well, a lot of people, they pick up a trumpet, they just blow in it. They don't even know how to do oh, yeah. the, like, the thing. I could maybe play a couple scales. Awesome. That's good enough for me. I'll lay some vokes. You want to throw down some vokes? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so this next one is from 1992. This is uh, from Kristen Hirsch's solo record, Hips and Makers. This is the first single called Your Ghost. This is just post- Automatic for the people, so right. getting him to to be honest, yeah. So this deal. is Kristen Hirsch from Belly Throw, and uh, the Breeders. Yeah. Oh, throwing music. Belly as well, right? Or am I thinking of someone else? I think that's Tanya, and the Breeders. Tanya that was Donnelly. that Tanya Donnelly. I get those uh, not two. the Breeders. Kristen Hirsch is throwing muses and then herself. Uh, this is your ghost. If I walk down this hallway tonight, it's too quiet, so I pet. Also a great record, Hips and Makers. I have confirmation Tanya Donnelly is from The Breeders and Belly. Oh, she was in The Breeders. She was in the first. Uh, the first. I get the, I get them confused. They were never in a thing together? They were. They were in Throwing Muses They were together. in Throwing Muses together. Got it. Another band I've never heard. Oh, yeah, they're good. Is it like this? No. <laughs> this whole record is, like, acoustic-y. It's good.
Alright, uh, should I scrub to uh oh, yeah. oh, here it is. Oh here we go. The chorus here. Yep. Core me! Core it up. I think last night you were driving circles around me. I think last night you were driving circles around me. So how does this work, I, I wonder, like... Michael's agreed to be on the album. Let me pick the most boring song possible. Yeah. Or you think this is what he wants to do? I think this is a good song, actually. I I, I know that it sounds spare and not super exciting, but... It's... Did you buy this when it came out? Oh, yeah, I was deep into this. Went and saw her. Um, In concert or just on the street? I went and saw her uh, shopping at Gelson's. <laughs> uh, there's a cool, the outro here is really cool. Absolutely. This is for me like it's a great song is all about the outro. <laughs> oh yeah. What do they do in the last ten seconds? <laughs> here it is. You were last night. You were driving circles. this is the kind of song though. To be fair, that. I can see laying there naked with someone and just popping it on, you know, at like in two in the morning in 1993 and just like we're in a post-coital haze and just like really feeling it with each other, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, some some vivid imagery with this song, uh, Scott Ackerman. Oh, yeah. I will say that this is... Uh, this album came out at like a really... Like, listening to this album now would probably be hard just because at the time it was like, I had this roommate who was like a good friend and he died in a car accident and our whole group of friends kind of all came to our apartment for the next, we were young, we were like Right, in 93. Yeah, early 93. We were like, Young and mm-hmm. we all just Didn't stayed in this apartment. Yeah, and just like drank and smoked cigarettes for two months. Two months, just like every night, not just knowing to what to do. And so right. this record was right around that time. And this song is about like someone's dead and you're having dreams about. This. So I think that that's why that song yeah brings up a lot of ye- uh, emotions memories. for you. Sure. Um, this next one is one I had never heard before. So uh, this is going to bring up none of these nothing. memories that, <laughs> that we were just talking about. Zero. So this one's safe. This okay. one is safe. This what if it like starts off with specific lyrics about your hey, dead Adam. friend? <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss him? <laughs> uh, this is called Clumsy by Stephanie... Stephanie Klutzelak? Pomponyak. Pomponyak. This is called Clumsy. This is like early 90s as well, and I had never heard of it. Wow. I'm clumsy. Whoops. <laughs> I dropped something. <laughs> I tripped on the stairs. Scraped my knee a bit. 
poop my pants. <laughs> That's not being clumsy. It's not. Pooping your pants is not like, whoops, I guess, well, in a way, I whoops. guess it's... Well, if you that guy's real pants, clumsy. He's <laughs> constantly shitting his pants. <laughs> if you poop your pants every time you stub your toe <laughs> yeah. or drop klutz. something. Uh, smell that? Yeah, that klutz is at it again. <laughs> get to it. Get to it. What is happening? I don't know. Have you heard this yet? You haven't even heard it. No, I, I just bought I, it. I, I sight No, no, I listened to these today. That's right. That's right. Oh, Stefan Pomponiak. Oh, it all makes sense now. What year is this? I think it's like 93, 94. Here, I'm going to skip a little bit. Kind of sounds a little downbeat, like it's like late 90s. Oh, this is kind of cool. And every time I try to dance, I fall down. Running through. Tell me you're not giving me the run around Tell me I'm not clumsy like you said Tell me that you're giving me the go ahead I'm stepping off a cliff What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of... I'm interested in what year it is, because it kind of reminds me more of the 95 through 99 period of, like, Massive Attack. Yeah, me too, which is why I'm... I put them in order. In Cronny? In Cronny. Huh. And you you definitely know what chronological means. I do. I do, for sure. (laughs) Um, okay, this is called The Way You Dream by Jun- One Giant Leap. Oh, yeah, One Giant this? Leap, which is, yeah, did I send this to you? I think maybe you did. I maybe listen. I can't remember. But, yeah, I think I have this record. I have to listen to the silence. I have to experience it. Hey, does he know that he's talking? They left the tape running? <laughs> That's the thing this whole album. They, no one knew they were being recorded. <laughs> and look what came out. Skip a little bit. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is real, like, chill wave. Yep. There we go. And even all of my this is very, like, chill 90s yes. vibes. I, this this really reminds me of, like, the Virgin Megastore. Yeah. This would oh, be playing concert. Sure, for sure. Okay. Uh, the next, this next one is a Nina Cherry song. Oh, yes, the, uh, of the Buffalo Stance. Yep, this is her second record, uh, and this is called the Sophomore Trout. Slump. Yeah, I was really into this record. Here we go. It's called Trout. Song about a fish. I think this is a single as well. Good luck with that. Play guitar. Isn't this a sample from someone? Oh, it might be. Yeah. You can find some time to be someone like a Valentine for a long 
Can you turn it up a little bit? You can treat me like a fool. This is 93, I think. So these are not in chronological order. Uh, they're, they're supposed to be. Your best guess, of course. Yes. On my computer, there were dates. On my phone, there are not. That happens. This is uh, the guitar riff from Steppenwolf's The Pusher. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you to Engineer Ryan for that. I believe this is a song about birth control. Really? And wanting wanting kids to not to know what it is. <laughs> no, wanting people to stop using it. <laughs> it's a pro-life song. Um, Life begins at conception, yo. <laughs> uh, okay, this next one, we're jumping ahead about a decade here to 2005, I believe. Dashboard Confessional. Oh, little DBC. Was doing a... I guess MTV was doing a thing where they have a band come and play an entire album of their favorite artist or... Dashboard Confessional? That's, they, that doesn't seem like a 95 thing to me. No, 2005. 2000, oh, okay, 2005. Got it. They came and played Automatic for the People. The entire thing? Yes. Oh, wow. And Michael Stipe came out and joined him for Drive. Whoa! Let's so hear here's that. sounds just like uh, the yeah. normal one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then he joined him for Hands Down, which is a dashboard confessional oh, okay. song. You want to hear that? Yeah, sure. I never really got into Me either. dashboard confessional. They're like uh, emo. Yeah. Very it's emotional. All that guy. It's all his yeah. like, writing. And- Breathe in for love. Breathe in so deep. This air is blessed. There's that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from 06. This is In the Sun. It's a benefit single for uh, Gulf Relief after Hurricane This is Katrina. with Chris Martin, right? With Chris uh, Martin. With, uh, of Coldplay. Yes. All right. I 
Picture you in the sun Wondering what went wrong And falling down on your knees Asking Did you get this at the time? Were you I, into this? I bought it. Yeah, I think I sent it to you, right? Um, yeah. But I never really got into it. Got into it, no. Me neither. And all you've seen and trying to find anything you can feel. Did they write it together, but maybe? No. Let's hear Chris Martin come in. Is he going to go, oh, oh, When you're May God's love be with you. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, not bad. I know I would apologize if I could. Uh, all right. That well, look. same year. Okay. One more and then we got to take a break. One more there, and we have to take a break, Adam. Uh, this next one is Broken Promise by Placebo. Ah, yes. You sent me this one as well. I like Placebo. They have a good song with David Bowie as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> you I, you reacted like, oh, how interesting. <laughs> a lot of mellow collabs. Yeah, I wonder why. It's like... I wonder what we're missing collab-wise. I'm, I'm sure there are ones. Probably. I sent you that stay awake thing, which you've skipped over. Stay awake. From the Disney tribute, him and Natalie Merchant. You didn't send that to me. I did. You did? I did. Let me see. Uh, let me find it. In... Not so mellow anymore, motherfucker. Oh, I remember this. All right. Yeah, I remember this. Oh, also the Mandy Moore one, I couldn't find on I, and I, do, I have I have some do you have that on your phone yeah I do okay. in fact I have the uh, I have the stay awake thing with Natalie Merchant oh if you wanna yeah what, when was that like 88 oh let's play it yeah toss it I will <laughs> you're pretending to toss it ah I got it god damn it um yes this this is like 1988 for a Disney tribute record that was really good that like The Replacements are on and Los Lobos. Aha. And this is, uh, oof, this is nine minutes. Jesus. Um, let me find out exactly when they come on to it. And it's the song Whoops. Stay Awake? It's, um, they sing uh, Little April Showers at 3.32. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and... Move. It's just the two of them, or is it like 10,000 Maniacs with Michael? I think Michael? it's just the two of them. them it's them singing it yeah but th this this record is meant to be more of a soundscape like 
it's all medleys, like a, a, a uh, nine-minute medley of three different bands doing songs that bleed into one another. I, th- uh, I think it's. Uh, do you know? Do you know the guy who put it together? Is it's uh, 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 Hal Wilner? No, you know. Oh, I know Hal. You know Hal. Yeah, okay, Hal's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he he because uh, we didn't we see him backstage at a yeah. U two show. Yeah, yeah. So it's. You know, it starts off with Ken Nordine, who has this, like, really deep voice, um, who did these records in the 60s about colors, where it'd be like, chartreuse. Uh-huh. So it starts with him, like, reciting high diddly D, and then it goes into Little April Shower. Um, this is with the Roaches doing the backups. Huh. Um, and then it goes into Los Lobos, I Want to Be Like You. The, is, is Lou Reed on it anywhere? Uh, no, Bonnie Red, Was Not Was, Tom Waits, Suzanne Vega, Sid Straw, Buster Poindexter, Ema Sumac, um, Aaron Neville, Garth Hudson, and RBQ, the typical, like, yeah. you know, eclectic yeah. people's... Uh, I know Hal was really close with uh, Lou Reed. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me play one other thing I sent you that... Maybe you didn't get Injured Bird with Vic Chestnut. Oh, that's a that's great. Yeah, play okay. that because I don't have that. This is great. You arrived as I oh, man. I love was this. leaving. Fuck. Fuck, fuck. You were filled with that popular feeling. By the walk I have heard about the walk You think to yourself Like when you're in bed Something clobbered me in the head Am I Why don't you have it? That. I don't know. I completely forgot about that. And I, wh- your wh- brain is broken. Or I know. Something. What's the name of that? Injured Bird. I sent you the MP3. I'll Man. resend it to you if you want. No, I, I'm fine. Oh, you don't know because you have your Apple Music or whatever, yeah. so you don't ever listen to MP3s anymore. See, this is why I'm not going to go into this, but I got several people who wrote to me saying like that I was right about my iPod. Really? And people were like. Adam doesn't get it. Well, I can always use MP3s. It's just this is easier. Yeah. Um, we need to take a break. Was this on the End of Violence soundtrack? I think so, yeah. That's probably why I have it. 
We're going to come right back with more collabs into now. We got several more exciting collabos, including some apparently that I emailed to Adam that he turned his nose up at and didn't want to include. We'll be right back with more Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy. It doesn't get any better. Welcome back to Collabs Into Now, listening to several R.E.M. collaborations. This is a song called Greenfields. Ryan, look up who this is. Once there were greenfields Kissed by the sun Once there were valleys What is this? I'm trying to figure that out. Band called Fault Line. Fault Line, yes, they have a Chris Martin collaboration and the Flaming Lips on this record as well. Hmm. This is a real like 2001, 2002. Yeah. All right, that was uh, Fault Line. Look up who does this. It's uh, Dancing on the Lip of a Volcano. All right, let's hear Dancing on the Lip of a Volcano. Here we go. Who is it, Ryan? It says it's a New York Dolls song. Oh, yes. This is the reunited New York Dolls with Michael Stipe. Oh, for the um, Velvet Goldmine soundtrack, probably. I, I think it was no. on their, their uh, record when they came back. More life and more love that lives in the soul of my heart don't wanna be no artist I'm a dancing singing work of art you lit my heart with fiery aggression and you showed me the fury of love sex and affection that you owed me in danger but I ain't when was this? I think they got back together, if I had to guess, around 2006. This is Someday It Will Please Us to Remember Even This, I think is the name of the record, Ryan. I feel like it was later than that that they got back together. 2006. Oh, fuck you, buddy. Well, by that I meant the latter half of 2006. Oh, okay. You were right. Because you were in, inferring the that first, it was like, or, January. like January yeah. 1. Yeah, New Year's Day they put this out. They, they had two records, I believe, when they reunited. Pretty good. He must have loved the New York Dolls. Yeah. With, sure. Along with Patti Smith and all those, all that stuff. I have a couple others, I believe. Um, do I, do I, do I, do I, do I? Do I? Oh, p- play the Mandy Moore one. God only yes, knows. I'm looking for. First of all, uh, this is uh, Broken Promise. I don't know who does this. Unfortunately, on my on my email, it doesn't have who did that. It just has, oh, I have that. That's placebo. Oh, that, oh, okay. So we played that already. What is glitter in their eyes? Glitter in their eyes. Finally, up tempo. Yeah.
Oh, this is Patty Smith. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. I have this one, too. This is good. barely hear him or does he come in he comes in uh, well come in already oh I have I have God only knows now for whatever reason tired of waiting Patty um all right I, this is the last one that I have this is God only knows. Uh, this is Mandy Moore from the Saved soundtrack, which I guess Michael Stipe probably produced. Yeah, the movie Saved. Yeah, and this is a Beach Boys cover. Mrs. Ryan Adams. Currently on This Is Us. That's right. Talented person. I never saw Saved. Neither did I. I heard it was funny. Yeah. Not sure why the MP3 is bad. Like, I don't think this was officially released or something. No, it's not on iTunes or anything. Yeah. So I must have gotten it off of, like, LimeWire or something. Yeah. God, remember LimeWire? I have so much stuff still in my library. It sounds like shit. Yeah, <laughs> including this. Um, I I wanted to say that I think I always think it's cool when and nice of an artist when they agree to be on someone's record because they um, just just someone of his stature. I remember with Elvis Costello or David Bowie, it would be the same thing. Where it's like basically, if you're agreeing to be on some guesting on someone's record, it's like saying. Hi, you're going to sell an extra yeah. 50,000 records. Yeah. Because of like collectors who want to own every single thing that this artist does yeah. and just people who would look at the record and go, "Oh, David Bowie's on this? Oh, yeah. cool. I'll try it out." It it's like cool. such a nice gift to people, even if the songs as we're finding with some of these are are not incredibly uh, the most fruitful of collaborations. Yeah. It's like a, a it's a little bit of coin in their pocket. Yeah. It's cool, especially like with Kristen Hirsch, for example. Like, I brought, I got a bunch of my friends to come with me to go to the Roxy to see her play just alone with an acoustic guitar. Right? Just How bored were they? <laughs> <laughs> Are they still your friends? <laughs> oh man, you're probably right. Um, okay, so this is the next one. This is a tribute album to Serge Gainsborough. Ah, Serge Gainsborough. Uh, and this is called Le Hotel. This Le is Hotel. Michael Stipe solo. This is cool. I like this one. At number 56, 7, 8, 9, it doesn't matter. Of a well-known secret street, if you knock on 
first ones and three more knocks you let inside alone and sometimes even All right, what do you think? Um, I'm not a huge fan of spoken word. Yes, yeah, some things Serge Gainsborough can pull off. It's tough for other people to quite right, yeah. get there. Did yes, you ever maybe. get into him at all? Not really. I like his daughter. Yeah, she's great. Uh, this one's called Cheery by Dub Gabriel. Cheery or Cherie? Cherie. This is right around 2009, I think. Whoa, baby. I'll say we gotta go. That song needs a come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wild thing. You, you make my heart This is a suicide song. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. So second suicide song that Michael's type sings. And who's Dub Gabriel? I don't know Dub Gabriel. I like this. Yeah, it's cool. Looks like Dub Gabriel is just a DJ. Oh. A DJ. Is this one of those songs that constantly sounds like it's gonna it's build gonna to something and then never does? Let's hear if it ever does. Okay. I want to hear it until it finally goes. Nope. Think my favorite. Lonely Island. Thing was the the one with waiting for the the drop. Yeah, the drop. I mean that is unbelievably. Um, all right. This now keep going. I want to hear if it ever okay, gets there. Right. This song's 40 minutes long. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Probably doesn't, right? I don't know. Do you want me to skip? Skip ahead a little bit. See if it's like... It still sounds like it's about to do it. Like they've switched over to the snare. I like this, though. This is good. No, it's great, yeah. Oh, it's so close. Oh, I thought that would be it. That violin is awfully high. I bet it can't go any higher. It's got to come right now. I know, the drums just go away. That's it. I like it. But that's a trick. All right, this is an artist named Maria Taylor, and this song is called Cartoons and Forever Plants. I think this is around 2011. Again, my phone does not have dates. How many more of these do we have? Just a few. 15 minutes left, yep. 
see it. I like that though. It's not. It's not yeah. a slow dirge. No. This one's called "Everything's Coming Undone." Uh, it's from a uh, Mark Mulcahy tribute record. Mulcahy. Mulcahy. Who's Mark Mulcahy? I should know who that is. This is uh, Michael Stipe solo. Oh, I remember this. Miracle Legion. He was the lead singer of Miracle Legion. This is good. I like this. Uh, This next one was a weird one that came out, I think, 2013. It's he and Courtney Love singing a song called Rio Grande. And it says in parentheses, with Jack Shit, which I don't know what that is. Oh, Jack Shit is the band that uh, Pete Thomas, Elvis Costello's drummer, was the drummer of. Oh, really? I believe I would. S- I saw them once at a, at a tiki bar here in town somewhere, because oh. Craig Anton invited me. Well, this song's awesome. The anchors wait in the sails, they are set. Forget, and we're bound for the Rio Grande. So let's pack up your donkeys and get underway. Oh, Rio, the girls we are leaving can take our half pay, and we're bound for the Rio Grande. The jolly butch Okay, this is a uh, Brian Wilson song from Brian Wilson's first solo album. It's awesome. Uh, Fisher Spooner put out a record this year that uh, Michael Derry produced, and this is the uh, first song off of that record. I guess I made a bad decision. The record's really good. I, like, I like this. Um, keep playing it. So this is the last of the Michael Stipe ones that I have. Right. There's probably um, others that we don't yeah, have. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, one of the kind of most notorious collaborations. Not this. This is doomed. What did I say I do? What did I say I would do? Take it, take it all So he doesn't sing on it, he just produces it. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I All think right. he could make a great solo record. Why doesn't he? I don't know. Um, so Hindu Love Gods in this record came out in 1987, right when REM really. Now a lot blew of up. people are saying, "Why aren't you talking about the Hindu Love Gods? Why aren't you talking about they the are? Hindu Love Gods?" Yes, people oh, okay. are like, "You could do a whole episode on Hindu Love Gods." I guess we could. We could go through the album if you want. No, I don't thank know. you. Okay, but well, let's do it right now because this the the their cover of Raspberry Beret. I, That's what I have. here. I love this cover. Yeah. I've had this uh, ever since it came out. Um, but just this song, I haven't heard the whole record. So Peter Buck, Mike Mills, and Bill Berry had a drunken afternoon with Warren Zevon, and they just started recording. They were just fucking around, and then, like a a year or two later, when REM blew up with Document, they released the album and the guys were like a little pissed off about it like oh so weren't like Warren Zevon's people released the album I guess so and the guys were like why are you releasing this we were just fucking around but they eventually mended fences and everything because it's really good isn't it I mean yeah it's good I mean it's loose it's loose but it's yeah Yeah. so here's uh, Raspberry Beret turn it up bro 
That's as high as mine goes. Is this a single? This was kind of before bands would cover current songs. Like yeah. if, if a band ever covered a song, it would be a classic, like yeah. a Dylan song. Or, or Louie Louie or something. Yeah, you know. And then to hear someone cover something that had just been out for a couple of years. Yeah. It was, it's it's great. The, I would recommend the album. It's like is the Dead Letter of, Office type fun. Is the rest of that, is it covers or is it originals? or? It's mostly covers. It's yeah. mostly covers, yeah. I got to hear it. It's it's great. And knowing that they weren't expecting it to go anywhere is right. part of the fun. And right. I think they even made a video for maybe this, uh, and they had like the guy's faces with cutout figures dancing around, and I think that kind of that bugged them too. <laughs> but I know that before Warren Zevon passed away, they had long mended fences. What if they went to his deathbed and just like flipped him off? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be terrible. <laughs> um, so Peter Buck early on championed Uncle Tupelo and produced their, I think, second record. Uncle Tupelo, who, of course, was uh, the No Depression yeah. country act that spawned Wilco and uh, Sunbolt. This album's called March 16th through 20th, 1992. It's basically like recorded live, essentially, in the studio. It's really great. It's hard to take your place at the end of sun Get to you one by one No light of earth shines So he's playing guitar on this? I don't know if he's playing anything. He I just know produced, he produced the record. Oh, he produced it. Okay. Uh, so that's the first song on the album called Grindstone. It's cool. I like Uncle Tupelo. Me too. Not as much as Wilco, I would say. Um... So just this year, First Aid Kit put out their third record called, uh, is it called Rebel Heart? First Aid Kit, who, whom I first got to know because they do a beautiful Fleet Foxes cover. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I just saw their uh, Coachella set this year. Oh, how really was good. it? Yeah, really good. Yeah, They do a great... They're Swedish, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. uh, they look to be in their 20s. Yeah, this is them covering Walk Unafraid. It was on the Wild soundtrack. Starring Reese Witherspoon, directed this would, this by should Jean be on Marco. the covers episode. Are we going to do a covers episode? Yeah, turn this off. Done. Don't. Okay, this is Rebel Heart by First Aid Kit. Uh, oh, Ruins is the name of the record. And Peter Buck uh, plays all over this record, pretty much every song, I believe. Did they ask him to, or he just... No, he just barged in and started <laughs> playing. Um, this is a great album. And I would look at... Have you watched the video of them playing Emmylou for Emmylou Harris? No. 
there's a song called Emmy Lou off their first record that's unbelievably good and it's about her and it's they about her, her they play it to her and she starts cr- it's it's a very emotional video that anyone who likes getting emotional should watch no thanks um I'm a robot I care not for those types of things <laughs> no thank you so this is a great they're, record they're such good harmonies oh, this is a great unbelievable. great songwriters too and then here is Arthur Buck, which we've talked about. Yes, before. we've talked about, but uh, have you listened to the whole record yet? Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Peter Buck and Joseph Arthur. This is the first single, correct? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. And this just came out like a month yeah. and a half ago. Um, hold on, let's hear a little bit more of this. Sure. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, this is good. I think I w- the first time I heard it, I was a little confused because it's using traditional instruments, but then having these like sound effecty kind yeah. of things in it of like wop 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 wop. Yeah, but I really like it the more I hear Me it too. This is Jesus Christ, the Big Star song. By Mike Mills is playing on it. Who's it? Is it? Who's it by? This is the DBs and friends? Oh yes. uh, playing from their Christmas record. Yeah. Yep. We should just save this for a Christmas episode. Turn it okay. off. Turn okay. it off. Okay. Turn it off. Uh, this is. Uh, Soma by Smashing Pumpkins that Mike Mills plays piano on. I didn't know that. Yeah. The studio version? Yeah. Crazy. It's a long song. Here we go. God, remember how huge this record was? Mm, yeah. My God. Anyway, Mike Mills plays piano on that. Where? I, I don't hear it. Bing bong bong bong. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Uh, oh, and I don't know if we've played this on the show before, but this is Photograph R.E.M. with Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant. Right. Almost on Automatic for the People. But was, uh, I caught up with it on a Born to Choose compilation, yes. is that right? Yeah. I found this photograph. I was so into this at the time, and I do like it, but I'm glad it's not on the record. Right. Tender face of black It doesn't stand up with the rest of those songs quite. Well, and that's it for now. Collabs into now. There might be some uh, in the future, certainly, if they continue making music. Or if people yell at us on Twitter, we can... You forgot this! Yeah. Um, well, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a good song. But you're right, not quite as... Although this chorus is really good. It's great. But you're right, I don't think quite as good as the classics yeah. on uh, Automatic. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Adam, you did a good job finding all the music. Oh, my God. Good Thank job. You. Keep it going because we're going to go out on it. Um, anything uh, you want to say to anyone out there? No, but I'm going to go pick up my son and see Mission Impossible right now. Ooh, I'm going to see it tomorrow. I'm excited. Um, give us an update. 
Next, Will do, bro. Yeah, when we when we come back, I want to hear what he thought of it. We'll see if the mission was possible or not. <laughs> Too scared for Harry Potter, but Mission Impossible. Mission, it's is fine. Right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. I love it. All right, well, that's gonna be it for us. We'll see you next time. And until then, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Music to a standard tune by some forgotten. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.